Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. You're tuned in to the Pilot's Advisor. Walter Storholt here alongside Ryan Fleming. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. We've got a great show on the way, but uh, before we get into all of that, what's been going on in your world, Ryan? Uh, not a whole lot. We uh, recently ran a campaign on uh, dead 401k plans, and the response was massive. And so I wanted to just talk about that real quick. You know, having a, a financial picture of your current situation is very, very important. And if you don't have all your retirement accounts consolidated, you really don't have a good idea of what you have going on and how they're how efficient they're being managed, etc. And I recently ran into an individual after this campaign that reached out and he has eight counted eight 401k plans out there in the system from past jobs. <laughs> no way. Eight of them. And and guess what? It gets better. He doesn't know how to log on to any of them to find them. <laughs> Like doesn't even know the the company they're with, so how to even get to them, or it's just a, a matter of lost passwords. Well, n trying to remember which you know which custodian was holding right. that four hundred one k, what job it was, so they can track it down. And so it you know it brings up a, just a great point. If you have any old four hundred one ks out there, four hundred one k plans just internally have a lot of hidden fees, so you probably want to get out of that and roll it into an IRA or a Roth IRA. But but also don't don't get in this situation where you have. 401ks from all these old jobs, but you don't know where they are. You don't know what the balances are. You don't know how they're invested. You don't even know how to find them. I mean, it's it's a really really big problem. And if for you know a job that might have been ten or fifteen years ago, good luck. Yeah, that's a great point. Especially if that company then is no longer around for some reason, or has merged or split, and now you don't know where where to go to find and track down that 401k. So a dead 401k, by definition, you talk about 401ks that are like left with past employers. You're no longer contributing to them. They're just sitting there dead with without anything going on. Th that's correct. And a lot of 401k plans, if say if you have under ten thousand dollars, they'll make you move your money. But if you have over that, they're not gonna they're not gonna say anything. They'll just leave it there. But it but really is best practice to to roll that money over into an IRA and a Roth IRA and control it, not only yourself to, to get the fees down, but then you can also invest it however you see fit. So, and this is a problem with a lot of pilots that went up, went up the private side or, or the general aviation side where they've worked at previous jobs before they got the legacy carrier, a big, big airline job. Um, I, I highly recommend them tracking down their 401ks and rolling them over. Yeah, I mean, especially in today's world where people do, whether they're pilots or not, you know, end up working for five, six, seven, eight, maybe more employers during your lifetime. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of these kind of leftover elements more than maybe the previous generation that, you know, found one or two jobs and worked there for your entire life and you just didn't have as many moving parts. Um, that's not being diversified, having multiple 401k accounts and multiple IRAs and those kinds of things, right, Ryan? I mean, th those are just vessels. Uh, it's what's in the accounts that helps you diversify. Because I've heard that before too. People say, well, I've got all these different accounts, so I'm diversified. I'm glad you brought that up. Having different accounts all over the place or having multiple financial advisors 
that is not diversification. That is actually creating a lot of inefficiency and overlap in your portfolio. And I would be very, very glad to show people and analyze them on that because none of those accounts are talking to each other. None of those advisors are talking to each other. And it creates a lot of inefficiency that ultimately is you know, costing you money and not helping your, your assets grow. So you've got 401ks left at old employers. I mean, why are they not kicking people out? I would think they wouldn't want to manage somebody's portfolio that's not even employed by the company anymore. Is it just because they're making good enough, good enough fees off of those accounts? That's why they're not just kicking people out? Well, the reality is at that point, nobody's managing it at all. It's just sitting there at the 401k custodian. The 401k custodians, you know, pulling fees out of it to have the account open, but nobody's watching it at all. Nobody knows your risk tolerance. Nobody really knows who you are. So the benefits for you are basically zero. And uh, the only reason they would kick ones out that are less than $10,000 or $5,000, depending on the plan, is there's not enough money there to keep sucking their fees for the next 20 years. So for most situations, you'd say, all right, you need to take that 401k, roll it into something like an IRA. Is that hard to do? Are there consequences when you do something like that? Well, this is why I highly recommend you reach out to a financial advisor when you do do that. Because when you do a rollover, you want to do a direct rollover. If you don't do a direct rollover from one custodian to another custodian, there could be massive tax consequences. Um, If you pull the money out yourself and don't put it with a uh, custodian, they're going to withhold 20%. And if you don't get that money back into another qualified retirement account within 60 days, that whole account balance is going to be hit with taxes. So it really, really is a big, big deal that you probably need a professional's help in getting it done the proper way. Well, if you need some assistance when it comes to your 401ks, if you've got some old ones lying around or need help tracking them down in the first place, and then you know what to do with them from there, and you want to make sure that you do all of that the right way, it's also then a great time when you're rolling those things over to get a kind of a checkup on where your financial situation is as a whole. Once you get those things lined up, do we need to change you know how those funds are invested? How does it fit into the picture with the rest of my retirement plan? Those are some other questions that'll come to mind. So it always helps to get a review of that plan. And if you want to set that up with Ryan Fleming or talk a little bit about that with Ryan, you can do that by calling or texting 843-475-3038. That's 843-475-3038. Also online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. And there on the website, you can get in touch, schedule a time to meet, and listen to past episodes of the podcast as well, all at Fleming fg.com or give Ryan a call or text to get in touch as we mentioned as well. Well, hey there. We hope you're enjoying listening to the Pilot's Advisor today. Just wanted to take a quick moment from the show to remind you that if you have any questions ever about what Ryan talks about on the program, need any assistance with your financial planning, need some guidance to get to and through retirement or whatever financial questions might be on your mind, don't ever hesitate to reach out. The simple way to get in touch with Ryan is to pick up the phone and call or text 843-475-3038. Again, that's 843-475-3038. You can also find Ryan online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. And as always, we put contact information to get in touch with Ryan in the description or the show notes section of the program. So just check it out on whatever app you're using, and it's easy to get in touch with Ryan. All right, now back to the show. 
To try to think outside the box a little bit here, Ryan, I've got a fun quote for you that I'm interested to get your perspective on. What financial lessons can we glean from this? This is from uh, Jim Rohn. He said, time is more valuable than money. You can get more money, but you cannot get more time. Perhaps truer words have never been spoken. I look at this in two different ways. I mean, uh, we can talk about the money side of it, the financial side of it, and then we can also talk about the life perspective side. And I think that in any uh, good outcome of looking at this, you want to be somewhere in the middle. Because when you think about growing your money, the time value of money, that T is the the one equation that makes the biggest difference in growing your assets, time. So starting to invest at an early age is the biggest factor for you having a huge snowball at retirement. So don't wait to invest. Invest now. Time is the biggest factor. But as far as looking at it where you can't get more time, this comes back to just quality of life type issues. You can chase the dollar or you can have a good quality of life. And I think that the money doesn't matter at all if you don't have family to spend it with or you're not, if you don't have a good relationship with your children. And so everything that I talk about in the financial world, as far as investing and saving, there's got to be a medium and you, you know, kind of, too much of anything's bad. Um, so, you know, take the time to spend with your children. Don't fly so much that, yeah, you're making a ton of money, but eventually you're going to have nobody to share it with and you're going to be sitting at the uh, Thanksgiving dinner table by yourself. Yeah. When, you're, when your clients come in uh, or, or somebody thinking about working with you for the first time, I mean, what, what are their, is money the, the launching point or is money really just then the tool to help them get more time to do the things they want to do? Where, where do your clients focus the most? I think it depends on the person that walks in the door. Everybody has their own different situation. There's been some people that have been very good about spending time with their family, yet they're very unprepared for retirement. Uh, There's others that have been very, very good at saving money for retirement and working really, really hard, but they have family issues. And I got advice from an older pilot uh, probably about a year ago, and I thought it was very interesting. He had a friend who worked very, very hard, was on the road a lot, making a lot of money for his family. And he viewed that as, hey, I'm trying to provide for my family. Whereas his family was screaming, hey, we just want time with you. We don't want the extra money. And ultimately, his family ended up going towards the path of divorce, which is very unfortunate and uh, happens in the pilot career field quite often, which, which I hate and I'm very cognizant of it. But so for all those years that he was working very hard and made all that extra money, ultimately it, he didn't make extra money because, you know, once you have a divorce settlement and all the lawyers get paid, everybody loses. And I thought that was a, a great perspective that I, you know, that I throw out there for all my, you know, pilot clients out there is just keep things in perspective. And, you know, the time and that you spend with your children and your spouse, that's time that, that really matters. <laughs> It's getting to know you time. Well, that sound means it's time to get to know Ryan a little bit better on today's show. So, Ryan, uh, in our Getting to Know You segment this week, I'm curious, what TV channel do you watch most often? Well, Walter, to be honest with you, I don't think I'm one of those those people that is consistent with the television. I obviously will watch, uh, you know, when it's football season, I try to watch as much college and NFL football as I can. Um, but outside of that, you know, I am a ESPN Sports Center here and there. But during the day when I'm working, um, I tend to always have Fox Business on in the background. You know, watching the market, see what's going on. You know, because they 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 follow the market quite a bit, but they also will drop in a little bit more of the political events here and there, just so we can see how it affects the market. Um, so I wish I had something more exciting than that, but 
that's kind of the way it is. How about you? That's kind of the uh, the answer I was expecting. B- business news, market news, essentially. Yeah, you got to stay plugged into those things. So uh, I, I hear you there. I don't, you know, it's so hard to say we watch a channel these days because everything seems like it's on demand. You know, Netflix or, you know, all these different services that are out there. Even the when I watch TV now, I don't even feel like they're channels. You know, it's not like, ooh, what's on Fox or what's on such and such. It's just... Uh, you scroll through and pick the show that looks interesting to you. So it's, I don't even know what channel it's on sometimes, you know? Um, so I don't know. That's a hard one to answer, I guess. I, I guess I would say HGTV, if, if I was truly going to say like a, a channel we're just throwing up, you know, kind of to have in the background, watching Fixer Upper and, you know, the shows like that that are on there, that'd be probably the go-to channel for just some filler time and maybe what's on most often. Something like that, I guess, would be. Well, and, and nowadays, you know, it's it's so different than it used to be. You don't have to tune in at seven o'clock to watch right. whatever show and you know in the in the evening my, my wife kind of runs the show and i you know she's got a bunch of netflix shows she watches or we have hulu tv so it's all you know yep. anything that we follow is recorded and you know just kind of go through it that way i guess i would and, count netflix as a channel and say that's probably what we watch the most <laughs> exactly <laughs> and I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this but uh when i am home we normally have it recorded and i admit i guess that my wife and I watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette together. <laughs> it is. Uh, so I, my wife sits through a lot of hockey games and a lot of football really? games with me. Yep. So to repeat. Oh, she likes hockey or that's you? Well, I've converted her into a fan, but, you know, she's usually probably doing something else while we're watching it. But, uh, but she, she tolerates it and puts up with, you know, 82 New Jersey Devils games every year. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds painful. <laughs> yeah. So um, to repay the favor... For many, many years, I have also done what you do, and we'll watch The Bachelor Bachelorette with her. Oh, don't give me that excuse. You know you like it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I get into it. You know, since it's on, I'm going to, it's not something I'd watch on my own, but since we're going to watch it, I'm going to get into it. So I'm sitting there <laughs> criticizing with little comments left and right, you know, ju- judging around every corner, and she's just cracking up over there going, you know, because I try to pretend to be disinterested, you know, I'll, I'll pull out the laptop and pretend like I'm doing work or something like that. And I'll say, I can't believe she said that or something. <laughs> Connie, will, I, I'd see the, Connie will go, exactly. you're, you're paying attention. I see you over there. <laughs> well, yeah, they all need to get a little bit more clarity. I hear, hear that word all the time and just laugh. That's right. That's right. And, and got to guard your heart. Got to guard your heart and yeah. get more clarity. So. <laughs> well, I'd say the one that I sit through that's a little, quite painful for me is she watches a lot of uh, cooking shows and food shows. And mm-hmm. I, I really have zero interest. But at the, t- at the same time, I found that it definitely benefits our household because she's an amazing cook. Oh, so she, she's I've, taking you know, things away from it. Then that's more important than just vegetating on it. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like I grew up with the, the home cooking type shows. Like I, I grew up with us watching Emerald. You know, like that was... Fun TV to watch with mom and dad. We'd always be around that. Boom, you know, <laughs> getting into it. But they start to get a little old after a while if you're not actually applying anything. I mean, how many times you can see somebody make a, a roast and go, ooh, ah, over it. But if you're going to actually try the recipes from it, then, hey, that's that more power to you. Then that, then it's useful for sure. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm kind of boring. I just, I just have never gotten into cooking. I have zero desire to be the grill master or even, you know, I'm just not, not into it. Interesting. Most guys, it seems who aren't interested in any other type of cooking, at least be like, but I own the grill, you know, they, they at least go there, but you're, you're hands off all of it, huh? I just don't, you know, I'm pretty secure in my sexuality and I don't need the whole, (laughs) my grill, you know, I, yeah. 
Yeah. Don't, don't really care. <laughs> I, I like cooking a lot. Uh, Connie and I cook all the time together, and so it's sort of a, a nice thing that we can do together. We work in the kitchen well with one another, and so you know that's something that we you know coming home from work or get the chance to kind of bond over and catch up on our day while we're cooking and whipping up something. So that's kind of a, a fun thing that we like to do. Well, that's a great quality to have because you know when you talk about the different love languages. When I do help my wife out in the kitchen, she really, really appreciates it, really enjoys it. And it's less about the help as it's about the bonding and just doing something together. And, you know, we all know how we could be a little bit better in our lives, but that is definitely something I, I need to step up to the plate on and, you know, be in the kitchen with her a little bit more helping out and stuff. Yeah. I recommend it to anybody to, uh, you know, cook together. If you haven't tried it before, yeah, go for it. It's uh, to us, it's, it's a lot of fun to do together. So I highly recommend it. Uh, and if you're not very good at it, that's fine. Just you need to be able to take direction well, right? <laughs> that's the key. Exactly. But no, that's definitely, you're, you're gaining points by doing that. I oh, keep yeah. that up. I'm sure Connie enjoys that. Definitely. I, I start off each day with a couple of points in the bank just for that fact. So, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I got a little cushion every day and that's good. All right. Well, that's fun getting to know, uh, Ryan a little bit better on today's show. What TV channel do you watch most often? Send us a note, uh, leave us a message. And I uh, would be happy to maybe share that on a future show. Uh, it'd be fun to just hear some of your responses to that as well. You can email Ryan at Ryan at FlemingFG.com. Let us know what channels you like to watch. And I guess we kind of evolved that into a cooking conversation too. So do, do you cook with your significant other? Or if you're single, do you cook a lot yourself or you go out to eat all the time? What's, uh, what are your preferences? Let us know. That's getting to know Ryan a little bit better on today's show. More coming up. Stay tuned. Have you ever wanted to learn more about the academic approach to investing and saving and planning for retirement that Ryan talks about here on The Pilot's Advisor? Well, if so, go visit pilotsadvisor.com, pilotsadvisor.com. You can watch a quick webinar on the academic approach to investing. It'll show you how not to speculate and gamble with your money. It's all based on Nobel Prize winning research. Only takes about 10 minutes to get through the video and watch it. Gonna be worth your time, I promise you. Go check it out right now, pilotsadvisor.com. It's a webinar that covers that academic approach to investing, pilotsadvisor.com. All right, back to the show. So what's been uh, what's been on your radar lately? Uh, I understand you've been doing a bit of reading. Yeah, well, actually, I was, uh, you know, even though I know reading would be better, I was actually listening to a book the other day while I was at the gym. It still, and, it still uh, counts. Yeah, it counts. And it was a, it's a great book that I highly, highly recommend. And it talks a lot about today's business world. And it's from uh, Simon Sinek, which I know a lot of people know um, who he is. But the book's called The Infinite Game. And The Infinite Game talks a lot about how too many times in our world, especially from the business world, we talk about we think it's a finite game, which means we know who the players are, we know who the rules are, and there's winners and losers, which is much more in line with you know a football game or a basketball game. But in reality, life and business and almost most aspects of life are an infinite game. So really, there's no winners in life and there's no losers in life or winners in business because the game really never ends. And so it talks about making decisions that are going to last forever so that you kind of create that legacy versus trying to make a decision right now that's going to make that company more profitable this year, but it might hurt the company next year. Have you uh, ever heard about the infinite or finite game? New, new concept, but I kind of kind of picking up where you're heading with it. It's interesting. Keep going. Well, and what I what I thought about was how much it relates to investing. First of all, the the book's fantastic, and I and I would recommend it to anyone. But it made me think about right now. 
you know, right now we all want to win and get the maximum amount of return for say this particular year, but isn't it more important to have a, a diversified portfolio that's going to allow you to win the infinite game? And what I mean by the infinite game is that game that gets you to retirement and through retirement. So you never run out of assets. So visually thinking of it, I'm not trying to hit home runs every year. We're trying to build portfolios so that we can hit singles, get a couple walks, and not strike out every year. And if you do that, you're going to get much farther in the investment world than you are if you're trying to swing for the fences. And so this book really spoke to me about the infinite game versus the finite game and just being a little bit more responsible. And it kind of, the analogy kind of plays off of uh, being a long term investor versus making short term emotional decisions about your investing future as well. So what's been your uh, your big takeaway? Are you putting any action steps in place after reading that book to, to change kind of how you live or how you you view the world or just more interesting food for thought than anything else? Well, I thought it was good food for thought from an investment perspective. But as far as you know, taking golden nuggets away in life, it's actually made me think drastically different over almost any interaction I have with any person, whether I'm talking to them whether, you know, we're competing for a spot on the road, you know, for some road rage driving. Because, you know, if you're focused on the long term, does it really matter if you beat that person to the exit? And how is that going to affect them in their lives? And one of the big plays is about, you know, if you treat people better, life is going to be that much more fulfilling. And it's, it's going after, are you, go, are you going after victory or fulfillment? And so I think what it really taught me is I need to focus a little bit more on what's going to fulfill my life. And it's going to be more fulfilling for me on a day-to-day basis versus winning. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. I, I like the mentality a lot. So the name of the book, once again, if people want to check it out. The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. It's story time here on the Pilots Advisor. Walter Storholt and Ryan Fleming with you. Ryan, I'm wondering if you can tell us about a time when you were able to save someone a significant money on taxes because of good and proper planning. Yeah, this is a great question. Um, One of the things that I think people don't realize where they can get tax-free capital gains is the homestead exemption. And that's you know, living in a house two out of the last five years. You can sell that house, whatever that profit is and walk with that money tax-free, which is a huge benefit. And where I see this is many people have rental properties. And if you're willing to go live in that property for two years and then sell it, whatever the profit is, uh, it's $250,000 for an individual or $500,000 for a married couple. That is a massive tax benefit that we can still take advantage of and not give the government its cut. But Uh, What I'd like to do is transition from this and actually talk about a mistake that I made that hurt a client that I, you kind of learn more from those events than you do from helping people sometimes too. Yeah, let's, uh, let's hear it. Not many people are willing to admit mistakes these days. So my ears are are perked a little bit here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I look at the long term of everything, Uh, you know, if, if if you can rip the bandaid off now and, you know, break even a year from now or a year and a half from now, I'm very much realize the long-term benefit of that. So I've seen a situation where a client was in a very bad situation, getting, paying a lot of fees and, you know, they, it's hidden. So they don't see the fact that they're paying like $9,000 in fees. And so I looked at it as, Hey, we need to fix this problem immediately. And I did the analysis and the break even point on this was just over a year, like probably 13 or 14 months. And of course I, you know, 
talk to the individual that, yeah, you know, this is going to be create a taxable event. Um, but going forward, you're going to be winning from all the years down the road and I can eliminate uh, capital gains going forward. And um, I feel horrible about it, but evidently maybe I would, I did not explain it to them uh, in as much detail or they didn't, you know, kind of hear what I was saying. And once they, you know, and this is an elderly lady, a very sweet woman. And when her tax bill came out the very next year, you know, she really, really was not happy about the fact that she had to pay that $9,000 in capital gains tax. Well, she was paying it anyway in her accounts just by fees, but just seeing it in a different way, you know, she really, really had a problem with that. And, and, and it created a little bit of a situation. Um, you know, of course, I resolved the situation because I felt very bad about it. But the other side of it, not only did I learn that I need to, you know, be very, very open and honest and explain even in more detail exactly what that means to an individual or a client, but also that people just don't understand how many little hidden fees are in there. But if they see it a different way and it's in their face, they probably have a little bit more perspective on what I'm trying to save them from as well. There's also sort of that perspective on uh, cost versus value. And, and they're really two different things. And it's really the same in the financial world, right? I mean, not all fees and commissions and those kinds of things are bad if the value that you're getting for advice and for what your plan is costing you is good. So not all cost equals bad is what I'm trying to say. Well, and also, I, you know, I've heard the, the phrase of don't make an investment decision based off of a tax decision. And, you know, I agree with that to a certain level, but then there's other levels where it's like, no, that doesn't make sense. But I'm definitely a, a rip the bandaid off guy. I mean, if there's, if you're bleeding, let's fix it now. And it might hurt a little bit right now, but then we know going forward, it's not going to hurt anymore and it's not going to bleed anymore. Where I think some individuals kind of are okay with a little bit of blood every year. And they, the next thing you know, they've bled out. And, uh, my job is to find those those areas and fix them. And I, I think that I'm one of those people that you can't keep doing something that's hurting you um, when you know that there's a fix for it. Let's, let's fix it and move forward. If you need any help, assistance with your financial retirement life, Ryan's there for you. Works with pilots all across the world. If you'd like to schedule a time to chat, you can do so by calling or texting 843-475-3038 to begin the conversation or go online to FlemingFG.com and we can uh, put that uh, contact information in the description of today's show so it's easy for you to find. We'll talk to you next time right back here on The Pilot's Advisor. You've been listening to The Pilot's Advisor featuring Ryan Fleming, a financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving clients worldwide but based out of Charleston, South Carolina. If you have any questions for Ryan on what we've talked about on today's show, maybe a future topic idea, or want to talk more about getting a complimentary review of your financial plan, here's the best ways to get in touch. You can go online to the website, FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. You can also email Ryan. It's simply Ryan at FlemingFG.com. Or you can call or text to get in touch. 843 475 3038 is the number. That's 843-475-3038. Thanks for listening to The Pilot's Advisor. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and many more locations. So whatever app you like to use, search for The Pilot's Advisor Podcast today and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.